Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to like we're, We don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We're not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to another episode of We Eat the Fucking Food. You couldn't just tell right there, but we were counted in by the one, the only, Darcy. <laughs> Who's back now for their, how many episodes have you been on, Darcy? Um, Probably too many to count. I think like four. I think you've had a lot of episodes at this point. I'm like, Darcy's just another co-host. <laughs> Darcy really is. I'm not treating Darcy as a guest anymore. Darcy's just... Nope. Darcy's just a podcast. It's like hacking over. Oh, oh no, not Nova. Um, well, hey, it's Lauren. Wow. That was aggressive. Poor Nova. Friend, that was... Oh, well, hey, good morning. This is an early morning special rendition of we eat the fucking food wow wow yeah it's 9 45 and darcy has gracefully decided to join the podcast today gracefully that's gracefully doing gracefully yeah you're doing it very gracefully with their matcha darcy has a nice matcha first time making matcha you guys it was okay it's mid it's mid it's mid you can tell it's my first time all right well you'll get better at it and i feel like you will how are you doing? How are you doing on this lovely morning? Pretty good. I mean, I had to wake up before 11 a.m. So we're You're going to have to wake up before 11 a.m. either way. So yeah, this is true. I have therapy at 11. So I would have woken Woo! up. We love therapy. Well, therapy. early bird catches the worm. Darcy, what was your high of this week? Um, the high of this week was finally going back and climbing. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Even though I was in my boot, it was very difficult to climb, but I did do it. It was very fun. Darcy sent me a video of themselves climbing, and they looked like a complete badass. <laughs> it was like this super tall rock wall, and there's little Dardar with a boot and everything. Like I was like, that's impressive. I try to climb. I've gone climbing a couple times. I've realized I'm afraid of heights. I think I'm afraid of heights. I just don't like the sensation of falling. Like, I don't, I don't trust it. I will only climb up, like, really high when I'm on rope when Kyle's, like, yeah. playing. Like, I won't do it when I'm like, just, really like, tight. Yeah. 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 I just not. It kind of scares me. I love-, high, I love that for you. The high of my week would probably be the fact that I move so soon and that I feel like there's momentum happening in my life again, which I'm very excited about. Adulting is scary and adulting is not super fun all the time. 
but I am feeling optimistic about whatever the future may hold. So that's pretty exciting. I have some auditions coming up. I feel like I'm like getting back into the theater scene a little bit in Chicago, which is exciting as well. So yeah, that's some all some good stuff that's happening to me. Darcy, what was the suckiest part of your week? What was the lowest? The lowest moment. Um let me look at my calendar. It's always the calendar. Every single time I ask you this question. I literally, I think that you could look back at every single time you've been on the podcast. And anytime I ask you that question, what let me just look at my calendar. Um, okay. I think this isn't really a low, but I've had a good week. So it's the lowest. I was in Austin still last week and all my friends went out to dinner on Friday night without me. And they all had like a really good time. And I had FOMO. FOMO. But then we went to dinner on Saturday night. So it was okay. Okay. And um, someone that I know made out with this um, married couple separately. And one of them was a man and this person is a lesbian. That sounds messy. It was messy. So I that's think. a low. You may be like, I, was I wasn't a part of it because you were not, you had the FOMO, but. <laughs> in my bed, in my boxers. Nothing wrong with that. That's the best place to be. I love wearing boxers to bed. I I only wear boxers to bed. Same. I only I started only wearing boxers to bed too. Yeah. It's so much more comfortable. It's so free. It's very underrated. It if is. you have not done so, we both recommend They're you have the stamp of recommendation from Dora yeah. and I. Yeah. yeah. Boxers to bed is superior. <laughs> At least. The low of my week, the low of my day and my time recently, this is so superficial. And I'm aware of that. But I can't figure out what to do with my hair. <laughs> it's, I'm growing out. I got to. Okay. So for those who do not know what I look like, if you don't know what I look like, go follow our Instagram. We the fucking food on Instagram. Plug, 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 plug. Or follow our individuals, which are also all linked down below. So plug, plug, plug right there. But I got a pixie cut this past January because I had a pixie cut when I was in fifth grade and I got that made fun really of a lot. Yeah, that was January, I know. But I got a pixie cut when I was in fifth grade and everybody made fun of me. So I was like, hmm, I kind of, I've always wanted to do it again to almost like redeem my fifth grade self. So I did. And I really liked it. It was like a nice little moment for me. It was also at a time in my recovery that I was really like weight restoring. So it was kind of a challenging time to have the haircut, but it also made me feel more like empowered with the decision to make the haircut. But now I'm growing out said pixie and it's it's just so many layers. It's so many like random, like some of my hair is like up to like my eyes. Some of my hair is like down to like my shoulders. And I'm like, I don't know how to manage this. I don't know how to style this. It's like not a shag. I also have this problem where my hair cuts off in the front. Like it just stops. It just stops growing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It gets like damaged like right here. So I just have like this really far back, like bang situation going on and this happened to me my hair used to be platinum blonde as well when it was just dead so i'm like uh i just don't know what to do so that's been my low because i keep having bad hair days and i have bad hair days i let it affect my day a little bit too much i love it see i am unequally anticipating growing out of my undercut someday yeah it's not gonna be fun for you and it's gonna be horrible but maybe i just never will Maybe maybe you shave your whole entire head and then it'll just all grow out. 
together. I think that would, Dardar, I think you could rock a shaved head. Thank you. Darcy, what has gone well with your mental health this week? Um, something that has gone well with my mental health this week is I, dude, I don't know. I have to think. Alex, this is a pause. Cut this. We'll cut this little gap of Darcy thinking. Um, I have to look at my fucking calendar again. Oh my gosh, Alex, don't cut this part out of the podcast. For those of you who don't know if we're referencing Alex, Alex is our lovely podcast <laughs> hey, editor. Hey, Alex, shout out to Alex. But do not cut this part out. Darcy is now, we are probably 10 minutes into the episode and Darcy has checked their calendar twice to try to remember <laughs> this um, past week was. Something that went well with my mental health is just not giving myself too much shit for just like not doing anything. Um, I've been sleeping a lot and I've been just doing random things with my dog. I'm very bored and I have like no sense of purpose in this moment. So I'm just trying to like allow that to be because like in summertime I'm in college, it's just kind of how it's supposed to be. And I do have one class to like keep me busy, but just letting myself be in the place that I am. Can I ask you a question? Of course. My question that I have that popped up with that is, like we said at the beginning of the episode, Darcy's high was getting to climb again because they had to get ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. How much did that affect, like, not being able to move and, like, joyfully move and use those, like, outlets? Because I know how much climbing helps you cope through your day. Yeah, it was definitely hard and it left me wondering or trying to find the balance between missing climbing and missing exercising because I enjoy it and because it like brings me fulfillment versus feeling like I had to be exercising or I had to be moving in some way. And it was kind of a fine line to walk even with where in my recovery, like finding the line between mandatory exercise versus exercise that like brings me joy but I think that I figured it out and just had to be okay with not doing anything because that's all I was allowed to do so it took a little bit but I definitely got to that place good for you that's impressive because I even feel like I'm at like this place where I can't tell if I want I know I want to find ways to joyfully move my body but I also feel like it's rooted in a desire to exercise and to control my body. So I'm like, how do I find that like bounce in wanting to move my body for the sake of wanting to move my body and just wanting to be and like and feel healthy versus doing it out of a sense of like control or manipulation. So kudos to you for being able to bounce that out. It's hard. Thank you. Felt so good to pounce that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it did. I'm really sure it did. Oh, okay. Well, the high of my recovery this week would probably be the fact, okay, it's not really like a high, but do you know that like TikTok, I made a TikTok to this TikTok trend literally yesterday, but you know that TikTok trend that's like when I'm being mean to myself, I remember I'm actually being mean to yeah, like, yeah, and it's like photos of you when you're younger. Yeah, I think that trend is so pure and mm-hmm. so adorable, and it's so true that I feel like we lose touch with our younger selves, and we lose touch with like that 
carefree and just like, I feel like when you're younger, you are so present because I mean, you don't really have many experiences to allow trigger you or like use as like reflection, I guess maybe, but like you, there's just so much like less care and I want to find that like sense of just freedom that you have when you're like younger again. But, and again, that's not really what went well in my recovery, but I just think that trend is really cute and I wanted to talk about it. It's pretty adorable. If you don't follow me on TikTok, follow me TikTok as well. I make recovery TikTok sometimes. So this episode doesn't really have a topic. I just love chit-chatting with Darcy about recovery and getting their thoughts because they're so wise and I feel like I'm in a place where, I don't know, I just have a lot of conflicting, like, dialogue going in, or have, not going in, but just, like, existing in my head, and I want to talk through that with you. Okay. 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 Matcha Matcha sometimes tastes like grass. I love how we have fixated on the matcha in this episode. I love matcha. I like that it tastes like grass. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so this is what I've been thinking recently. I feel like, and I don't know if this is because I just need to get used to existing in this body, but at times I find myself in not a mental like disgust, but like a physical like uncomfortability. But I feel like I've also been sitting at this maintenance weight for long enough where that phase of not feeling comfortable existing in the body that I'm like, living in right now like not that I should be past that but that I've already had that stage of that do you have any experience because you obviously have been recovered for an extended period of time and existing in your body how it is for an extended period of time with that is does that like resurface sometimes and like I said like it's not even so much a mental thing but it's like a physical you know it's funny that you asked that right now because <laughs> you know, I, that's a funny question that's hilarious that's a funny question you got there because I did just do nothing for yeah. six weeks and my body did change. I did gain some weight and I don't really feel super strongly about it, but it, it is something that I noticed and like my body's been the same for the last year and a half other than the last six weeks. And it just shows me that like you don't have to have an eating disorder to still be self-conscious about your body. And I wouldn't say I was self-conscious but I was definitely more aware of my body than I had been before. So regardless of if you think you've passed that stage, that doesn't mean that one, you actually ever left that stage and two, that it's not just back because, you know, everyone always says that, you know, recovery isn't linear, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's true because there's not like a, you go through one phase and you're done and then you move on to the next phase. Like this isn't like a board game. It's actually recovery and it's actually life. And you just never know when you're going to feel what and what's going to make you feel what. I hate that. Pardon yeah. me. I hate, again, because, like, it is true that, like, body image is a thing that you're just going to have to deal with, like, even outside of recovery. Like, it's recovery. It's just a thing that exists within the world yeah. that we live in, especially with, like, social media and with, like, comparison and everything. And while I feel like I've done a really good job at, like, curating my TikTok and, like, my Instagram page to being more of an accurate representation of like the bodies that I'll see in like the world and everything. And I'm really proud of that. And that makes me happy. It's still just like this extremely like unsettling 
feeling that I have right now existing in this body because it's like I'm not I don't feel like I'm feeling any extreme control over like what I'm eating or that like I have like urges to restrict or urges to engage in like obsessive like exercise which I have done in like the past it's more that it's just like I feel like I want to find more of a bounce with movement and with the way in which I'm feeling myself, but I know how much of a slippery slope that is. And that I also can't tell if those thoughts are actually just like very, very subconsciously rooted in my eating disorder and coming up because of the fact that I'm about to go through this, another extreme like life change. And I handle change to the poorest degree possible. So Uh it's like, how do you, how, I mean, I, I don't know how much you can answer this again, being, at the place in your recovery that you are, but like, did you find yourself, especially within the past like six weeks, having to separate your thoughts again, or like the subconscious urges coming back at all because of this new body you're existing in? Unfortunately, yes. And as much as I would like to say, oh no, like, because I don't have an disorder anymore, like I don't have disordered thoughts, but that has proven to not be the case. I got some thoughts just pleading thoughts that I was never going to act on, but of like, oh, I know I've gained weight. And like, I know that I was comfortable with that other weight. So like, I'll just have X instead of X, or like, I'll just have one slice instead of two slices, which I was never going to act on. And I was never going to do what that voice was going to tell me, but it, it was a thought and it was something that popped up, which was super interesting and not interesting in a super pleasing way. But regarding like, your introduction to movement. I don't know that I'm going to say something that a provider would say. So listen to your provider, but I think it's almost worth like with the point that you're at in your recovery. I think it's almost worth just like trying, like finding, even though you've been climbing, like that's a good way to just try and see sometimes the thoughts you think you're going to have, you don't actually have when you're engaging in that movement, if it's a movement that you you enjoy. So I, I think it's almost worth, if you know, you're at a point in your recovery where, you're able to have those kinds of thoughts without acting on them. I think there's value in going and seeing if those thoughts actually come up and if not, what else comes up or what doesn't come up. And that can be kind of more of a a guide to like what you need to work on because the things you think you may think sometimes you don't think, and sometimes you think different things that then you can work through that instead. I want to flashback. I love everything you just said, but I want to flashback to the point that you made about like being comfortable existing in like a body that you'd existed in for like a year or like that like area. I relate to that so much. I feel like one of the reasons why I'm like, I cycle in my disorder is because of the fact that there's a certain rage of weight that I myself, like Lauren and my eating disorder self feel content living in like it's a weight that I am not in any like huge like medical concern but I'm also when I look back at pictures from that time the disordered and the diet culture and the like dare I say and I hate to say like fat phobic side of me can look at that and be like that's like a weight that I want to be at like that's a weight that I wish I could like maintain And I think it's maybe it's because of the fact too that like I can, could maintain that weight and exist like in that weight. But because the fact that I feel like one, I'm a lot more 
like less active than I was when I was say like doing Adam's week in school and I'm not like doing as much right now. So I feel very like, is the word sedentary? Sedentary. Yeah. That's the word I was like, that's the one. That's the one. I feel a lot more like that right now. And it's just like hard to not only restore weight and to find a sense of acceptance in that, but then to further accept the fact that even if you are at your like maintenance weight and restored weight, that weight fluctuation is something that's going to happen no matter what in your life, like just due to the different chapters or different like times and like eras of your life and like what your activities and hobbies may be and what your days like may consist of. And I think that's really hard because within my recovery, I was able to accept a certain amount of it or like one side of that. But now that it's like, they say I used my dietitian and my therapist used to tell me like last summer, they're like, once you actually hit like your, I guess, quote unquote, like maintenance phase of your recovery, like that's the hardest part when food is no longer seen as like, oh, well, I need to eat because I need to restore weight. Like you don't see food as like that mechanism anymore because for me, it went from being like, well, like food's obviously the enemy. Like I can't eat. I need to restrict because I need to maintain the certain weight that I'm at. But then when you're like recovering, it's that permission to be like, well, I need to eat because I'm restoring weight right now. But then once you've hit that restored weight, it's like, well, now I just need to eat to eat. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun because you, I guess like you're at a, you're reforming your relationship with food and like you're at a place now where you can actually like lean into those preferences, explore your relationship with like movement. But the fact that fluctuation is still going to happen post that I feel like has made me want to grab onto that control again. Yeah, I was in this webinar full of a bunch of clinicians. A webinar. Sorry, a webinar. Wow, that's professional. Dardar's a professional. Continue. (laughs) And they were talking about, like, weight restoring and health restoring, as they like to call it in some places. Health restoring. I hate that. Um, But, like, when you're weight restoring, that that place you reach, like, when you – they say, okay, now you're weight restored. Like, you can – dip down a little bit from your meal plan, you can start doing some walks, whatever, you're at your maintenance weight. That's a minimum. Like that's the bare minimum that they're restoring you to. That doesn't mean that you're not supposed to go over. That's just like your base, like that could be a base to work off of, but like your weight restored weight is the minimum, not the expectation. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) It's just some hard truths to swallow because- Like I said, like there's an acceptance that can come along with my body at certain stages or it's like I can accept needing to fuel for like X, Y, and Z. But then when it comes to just like an existing amount of fuel and like an existing challenging fear foods and like an existing challenging my relationship with movement and like it's just like that idea and it's like I want to be just existing but it almost goes back to the fact that also which I've mentioned before is that I suck at just like existing and just like letting life like happen like almost the same place that you're in right now when it comes to that like weird gap period between school and school starting again and it's like summertime is a time when you are just supposed to exist when you are a student and you have that identity And it's like, I'm never good at that. And I feel like also maybe 
in this chapter, not exactly knowing what's next and not going back to school in the fall, that it's another like increase in that sense and urge of wanting to control. So that's what makes me hesitant to wanting to explore my relationship with movement, explore my relationship with food. Because the fact I think a part of me deep down knows that, and I hate to say it, a part of me does want to lose like some weight right now. Yeah. And like that, I, and I can't attest that to like, is it because I just like physically like, it's just sound, this is going to sound weird. I'm, this is, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be so vulnerable right now in the podcast for those who are listening to this. This is, this is a vulnerable moment for me. As it gets. All right, here it goes. I absolutely hate my boobs. I hate my boobs. And I've told you this like before too. And it's not a gender thing. It's not like anything that has to do with that. It's like the physical sensation of them like overstimulates me and causes me anxiety. And obviously because I've restored weight, my boobs have grown. So I feel like it's that physical sensation like that I just feel like like very like sensitive to where my weight is being carried right now that like that anxiety about it. It's not even so much that it's like I look in the mirror and I don't like the way that I look, or it's like, I don't like the way my clothes fit or like that type of thing. It's like the actual like physical, like sensation of it that's causing me the anxiety. And I'm like, okay, how do I differentiate between like that anxiety and the anxiety of wanting to lose weight because of the disorder and basic anxiety. I just feel like recovery is so confusing and I, I can't trust my own thoughts. And I know that, but I also don't know if me telling myself, I can't trust my own thoughts and like continuing to like think that is enabling me to like never be able to feel like confident in my decisions that I make around food and around exercise and around like just things to involve like my body because of my disorder. But I also don't know if that's because I am I guess still reasonably new in recovery. Like I don't expect myself to reach a point that I would be considered like full recovery for like a while type of thing. So I still know how to handle that balance. Well, I think there's not, there doesn't need to be any distinguishing between the things that you had mentioned, like your desire to lose weight and your own relationship with, your body and your boobs specifically like they're kind of one and the same like you want to lose weight because of how one okay you don't restrict or use behaviors solely because of how you feel about your body that's just in my opinion like the easiest cop-out like oh I want to restrict so I can lose weight like yeah that's a factor for a lot of people but also I would say the majority of the time people don't have an eating disorder because they want to lose weight And it makes it very easy to want to use behaviors if you have a negative relationship with your body. So your views toward yourself make it way easier for your eating disorder to come in and be like, oh, like, because you feel this way, you should do this. So it's not like two different entities. Yeah. 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 That's too bad. The moral of this this story is I just don't like my boobs. And that's, they're making me feel hypersensitive to the rest of my body. Oh, that's not good. I know. I know. And I understand that, like, I identify as a woman. Like, I'm not like, I don't, I, it doesn't like that, like, gender thing. My therapist, 
And when we, I t- was talking about this with my therapist and she was like, she's like, do you think he has any idea to, cause it's like, that's the most feminine part of your body and stuff. And I was like, Melissa, no, well, I know that like I identify myself and see myself as a girl. Like I'm not, I'm not having any like, yeah, like that, but, uh, maybe it does go with an acceptance of like one's body too. And that like, I just like can't accept that. Like I've grown into this womanly figure and like, I'm uncomfortable with that almost maybe because maybe because, Oh, maybe because I still, (laughs) still like don't like the idea of growing up and I can connect my body with the sense of like growing up and becoming an adult. And now that I feel like I look like an adult, that could probably, that's probably playing a factor. You know, you know, that might be playing a factor into this whole entire thing. And then I'm just projecting it onto my boobs. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting how your brain works like that. Crazy. You're so crazy, girl. You're so crazy. <laughs> well, thanks for talking about my boobs with me, Darcy. <laughs> I really Welcome. appreciate you being on the podcast again. I always, I literally, like I said, I've said this every single time that you've been on the podcast. I tell you this all the time outside of even the podcast. You are the best person to talk to about all of this. I feel like that you just have this way with the way that you phrase things. But I feel like that's like ever since like we first met that like, I feel like anything that you said, I've like clicked to and like the way I'm in which- i very way- eloquent. It's because right? you go to webinars. It's because you go to <laughs> webinars. That's why you're eloquent. It's because you go to webinars. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dada, what are you going to do to um, take care of yourself for the rest of the day? Well, you have um, therapy. Therapy doesn't count. I mean, therapy does count, but like outside of therapy. Um, I think I'm going to take my dog to the dog park, which sounds like a commitment, but it isn't because it's just like a five minute walk to my apartment complex dog park. But it's so balls hot. Like it's so hot here. It's, it's like so 102 degrees. It's hot here too. It's like 97. It's horrible. And it's like, dry heat and there's no breeze it's just horrible but I need to like get myself out of my apartment at least once a day that's my goal mm-hmm. good goal so double whammy I also get to take Nova and play ball so love Nova Nova I am driving a lot today because I'm starting my family vacation that I talked about in last podcast today and I am going to have car snacks. I love car snacks. I love snacks in general. Kyle, Kyle and I have got so many car snacks. We have like five different bags of chips. We have a <laughs> lot of different like turkey jerky and turkey things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're prepared. We are prepared. I got those, you know, those like, not like lemon heads, but the cherry heads that you like, they're like yeah. sour. I got those. I got Wait, those. Wait, I have a question. What's up? Why is the word prepared? Like, is there a, a current state of that word? Like paired? Are you ever just paired? Or why are you always pre-pairing? Why are you never pairing? Like, are you ever just paired? Like now that you have your snacks, you prepared them? Are the snacks just paired? Well, it's like prepared and prepared. I think yeah. that those are the two. Like, oh, I prepared these. Like, oh, I prepared. Yeah, so now... Well, that's because that's talking about you and... Yeah, that's talking about you in past tense. Yeah. I hate the English language. Um, I suck at words. You know that. So I really don't think I'm the person to be asking this question to. It's literally on the last podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. But there's a moment where Janelle and I, I can't find this word. And I'm like, I'm going to get chat on so much by my dad and Darcy. They're going to literally 
make fun you know, of me even more. I was wondering if earlier you asked me if the word was sedentary and I said, oh yeah, sedentary. I'm not positive that's how you say that word. And I have, I have been thinking about it since I said it. Is it sedentary or is it sedentary? Sedentary, sedentary. Why you, you comment just, below? Comment below. That's that'll be the word of the week. Everybody you need help figuring out words. That's what this podcast has turned into. Then none of us know how to actually speak. So Google it. We're done. Sedentary. Right. Sedentary. Sedentary. On that note, I love you all. Go follow our Instagram pages to keep up with the beautiful aesthetic and vibes that are happening over there. Love you. Y'all are fantastic. Thank you for showing up every week and supporting this podcast. It means the absolute world to us. We are proud of you. We appreciate you. Darcy, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Way to eat that fucking food. Lauren, out. Darcy, out.